Hi mamas. Or mamas to be, I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to Motherhood, Motherhood Leaked. Leaked. We're two first-time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contains wearing. Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hello Kayla. Hello Tara. How's ha- your week been? I was going to ask you the exact same <gasps> thing. Fancy that. <laughs> My week has been okay. Um, we spent a lot of time, Bo and I had little um, mum and baby dates. <laughs> mum and baby, mum and son dates is perhaps oh, the better way of saying cute. it. Um, we went and did some theme parks and stuff in the afternoons. Um, but we've had, I dropped him off at daycare this morning. And I tell you what, those drop-offs are not getting easier. Um, I feel so. for you. I just, obviously Elliot's not in daycare. Um, mm. We are fortunate enough to have... Um, his grandma watches him one day a week and then Troy has him two days a week. Yeah. Um, we are still together. We do. We just, <laughs> we just, um, we just like to alternate it like that, but I just, it, it would be so, so hard to go through the daycare drop off situation where sometimes like Bo, like he goes mm. through waves where he's fine. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and it's then, just up and down. You just never know what you're going to get either. And it must be hard. Like I'm also lucky in the fact that, um, I work the one day a week so that he goes to daycare. So but on Tuesdays I don't, I do everything try and catch up on everything get everything yeah. done yeah um but yeah it is heartbreaking he's like mama mama and he doesn't want to leave he like clings to me like a little monkey i literally have to pee. it's a horrible horrible feeling but we're probably going to do a little quickie episode about daycare drop-offs yeah. because we can delve into that a little bit well more. that's something that we can yeah um i guess let everyone know is that we are going to start yes. doing a little bonus episode every week we're going to call them quickies because absolutely in motherhood although they might even quickies. pop out before this episode maybe so oh, you might have already well, heard, you might have already heard about it. <laughs> we so, are so um, advanced to ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we're so ahead of ourselves. We actually don't know what day it is because who does when you don't sleep very what much? What year is it? I don't know. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, well, I was going to say too, I feel like there's um, a phrase that I heard. You might have actually told me about it. I could oh. be wrong. Um, that helped me to feel okay with leaving Elliot, even with his grandma when mm-hmm. he got upset or whatever. Um and it might help other mums who are going through daycare or just having to leave their little one with somebody else yeah. was um, that when they get upset, just reminding yourself that they're going from one set of caring arms, loving arms to another. Yeah. And that really helped to calm my nerves for Elliot, knowing that he wasn't alone. Like, so when they're yeah. upset, it's actually them building resilience and them, you know, when you're obviously confident that they're being left with yes, someone that you course. are get confident that they're being cared for it, yep. it's just nice that reassuring thought to have sometimes absolutely um but in saying that with you talking about work i guess that's a good point for me to pick up on what my week's been like yes i feel like i'm going through this um like when i when i entered motherhood mm-hmm. week two i'll never forget it i was like identity crisis came to a <laughs> ultimate peak i was like who am i i feel like my son has been born and i have died yeah like, <laughs> Welcome to my funeral. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, I really lost that sense of self. But then I felt like, you know, as it got closer to 12 months, I really started to find myself again as a mother. But now it's almost like I'm going through a mini identity crisis again where it's not like I kind of, I know who I am, but I'm like really coming to terms with this balance of wanting to be, wanting to have a career of some kind, like, mm not necessarily like work full-time and Mm. you know amazing if mothers do but for me just having like a focus and a passion and for me that was my business before and it it is still um a big passion for me 
but just really learning how to balance it all like yeah. how to be a mum a really present mum but then also how to be present in my business how to be okay with not being able to get everything done mm. and I think that's a trend that you go through when you like you have to learn how, oh, to, how to be okay with not getting everything done when you yep. become a mum especially if you're a type a person like me who likes to get lots of things done <laughs> I had to really learn how to go with the flow and drop expectations but yeah. I think before I had Elliot I could on my work days I mean any any day was a work day for me essentially because I worked for myself and yeah. I could just if I had an idea in my head I could run with it and I could work to the bone to get it done whereas now I have these like I work I have three work allocated days a week which sounds like a lot but then your energy changes so mm. much day to day based on how much sleep you've had where you are in your menstrual cycle yep. what's going on in your family what's going on with your friends like your energy is so impacted and I'm kind of going through learning how to I guess it is dropping expectations for mm-hmm. myself and going you know what today is a work day but what does work look like and being yep. okay with not getting everything done so yeah, I feel like that's where I'm at and it's kind of exhausting. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. I'm exhausted. <laughs> like I'm exhausted from listening I'm exhausted. to you. So thanks guys for holding space and listening to me because... But you are, yeah. getting, you, know, you are getting a lot done though. Like I know you don't, you probably don't give yourself as much credit as you deserve. Like I know, like she's been super busy um, in the background doing her website and like you, you're working on a lot. And even if you're like just tapping away at it, I mean... Yeah, I think that's a part of it too is just knowing that there is divine timing and things unfold and trusting that but yeah again like if you're someone and I feel like most mothers are like this where you get that validation in doing like Mm. and achieving it's a really testing time um to let go of that but in saying that it's a beautiful time because when you can get to that point where you can actually not need external validation to know you're enough that's huge yeah but anyway that's where (laughs) I'm at this week okay I'm going through I'm going through a big identity shedding shifting okay yeah. um <laughs> but yeah and so we're doing this at year this year this this year, year? This, this week this week's episode hello welcome to the party this week's episode is a bit of a follow-on from last week's it's yeah. um you know we discussed about newborn stuff again because we felt like there was a bit of stuff we accidentally left out but we just couldn't fit into the last yeah. episode we wanted to break it up and so yeah we went through all things to do with temperature a little mm-hmm. bit on sleep a little yeah. bit on um having alien looking babies when yeah. they're born uh, first bath which we're going to post pictures of and i can't wait i know i'm so, so excited <laughs> and also we have something exciting to yeah, share with you exciting. towards the end of the episode so yeah stay sure tuned keep listening So picking up from last week's episode, we're going to dive right back into the newborn phase. Absolutely. Because there's just so much to cover. Like it really can't fit into one podcast, can it? No. And we didn't really realize that until after we finished recording, we were like, oh my goodness, there was actually still more we could talk about. So why not keep talking? (laughs) And big things too. Like I know um, even when I put a question out to everyone saying, you know, what was one of your biggest things? Um, you struggled with or stressed about when you had a newborn and it was the topic of whether your child and this would like took over my life is is my child too hot or too cold i feel like that took over my life too yep until like 12 months old yep and the only reason well i was gonna say and the only (laughs) reason why now it hasn't is because elliot it was like he co-sleeps with us yep and he's like a toddler and I'm like, mm, he's actually like, he's not as like, babies are super sensitive to the temperature changes. And I mean, Elliot is too, but it's really quick to like, to, he'll just climb on top of me. Like he yeah. can physically move to me and yeah. like, it's just easier. But yeah, I feel like that is something um, in that 
you know how when you first come home from the hospital and you have your newborn and your brain obviously you've got hormones going on your brain goes I don't know about you but my brain went into like full anxiety not anxiety but like your primal instincts kick in as a mum yeah and I just remember being like I alert, think I was alert. more yeah very alert but I remember I was really worried even though he was born in winter I was really worried about him being too hot like I had this yep. thing in my mind of about overheating him absolutely I've thought the same thing yeah but you see how they wrap and they wrap them up in hospital like so hard to unwrap them I'm like how mm. do I get him unwrap he's like this little gift wrap thing I yeah. can't, like he's so stuck <laughs> little croissant and yeah they wrap them up so tight they have so many layers on and I'm like I thought exactly the same thing I'm like yep. how do we know if like is it too hot or um, I know and it's funny because um again like we've talked about before if you like get out of your head and you just go with your gut you actually know when they're too hot too cold but it is really confronting in those early days and then months like yeah. it goes on and on especially when if you don't have a very good i'm not gonna say good sleeper if you have a more wakeful baby than yes. others you're trying to figure out exactly what the hell and you why they're waking up and you eliminate and one of them is temperature are they too are they too cold are yep. they too hot generally when you go online you read all the sleep advice it's always that they're too cold yes. but i don't know i just had this thing i just was really worried about overheating him um and yeah, so that actually leads me to the question because you were saying about how in the hospital they they bundled Bo up lots and, yes. you know, with most babies they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, were you a swaddler, arms in, out? What did you do? I, so, uh, what did I do? So I'd had a few sleep suits. I had bought some sleep suits, like the ergo ones that were the crossbody. You can't see them. Were they arms like in? The arms The ergo in. pouch? Yeah. The really tight ones. Yep. Um, and then I had a few of the arm up suit. Yeah. Um, little star ones yep and i thought i would swaddle him honestly yeah but i just could not get the knack like the way they did it in hospital i got him to show me a few times i youtubed it i just couldn't get it like it kept coming undone it's a skill yeah and he was the master of like he was houdini i was just about to say it's a skill but then there's also kids who are like babies who are just houdini kids and they get out of it um that's really interesting because in the hospital i would have thought going in before i had elliot that yeah, I just keep him swaddled um, or keep him wrapped up nice and warm. But yes. we actually had him in a nappy, not even in a onesie, like on us the whole time. Yeah. So he didn't like we had a blanket over him and like over whoever he was on, but we actually didn't use our swaddle. And before I had Elliot, we I used to follow a page on Instagram called On Track Baby and they cover um, – What's the reflex called that they have to integrate? You know where they... Oh, the startle reflex. Oh, yes. So that's the big part of swaddling is Mm -hmm. the startle reflex. So they like wake themselves up and their arms go splaying out everywhere. (laughs) Well, with On Track Baby, um, they actually went through... I guess they're a more um, less common approach, but it actually went through um, the research on the startle reflex and how it integrates and things like that. And obviously every baby's different, but just um, thinking about the benefits of not actually swaddling their arms in and... I had that in the back of my mind. So I was like, well, I'm just going to see what feels right in my gut with Elliot when he's born. And yeah, yeah, straight away, I was like, he hates his arms being in. Yeah. Um, I had the ergo pouch, like you were saying, that tight one where their arms get crossed inside or like yeah. down by the side. But actually it had the buttons. So we just yes. had his arms out. Okay. So arms out in the swad- in the, um, in the pouch. Yeah. Because I tried the swaddle like you for the first couple of nights, but it was so, it was hectic trying yeah. to do it in the middle of the night. Like exactly. even with his arms out, like... Yep oh my god oh trying to like undo them yeah but then i remember panicking because like i'd be like oh he's too cold so then i'd be like i want to put a blanket over him but i was like oh my god he's gonna 
wrap himself up in it like all the fears like like as a new mum there's just so much to think about in those early days like there always is but I remember just being so fear-ridden that something was gonna happen yeah definitely because they're just so precious and little and now they're these like toddlers and they bump their heads five times a day and you know (laughs) and because it is that thing like it's a fear of like don't put blankets on them you don't have anything in their cot like there's so much a lot of fear a lot of warnings you know which and a lot of them are you know required valid yeah um but I must admit, because it was winter, like when we had the babies. Yeah. And I do remember I did put a blanket over Bo occasionally and I would just have him right down the bottom of the bed and have his suit on and I would just have the blanket like from the bottom half down, like so it wasn't. Yeah, you mean like in the bassinet or in the cot? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did as well. But I was that petrified. But I was still, yeah, exactly. It's not that. But yeah. I was that petrified that I like would tuck it right underneath. Like, oh yeah, so, like he there's no way. That, yeah, like, like I remember out. Troy being like, "He's fine. Like he can't even move. Like he's not going to move." But I was so sure that he was going to. Oh, and don't even when they went. That's and the hardest thing because when Bo like he liked the suits with his arms up, mm-hmm. so he didn't like like the one same no. as Elliot. Yeah, he didn't like having his arms crossed in front of him and tight. Yep. He liked to have his arms out. Yep. He would occasionally wake himself up by smacking himself in the head. Because even with those suits, like they're quite <laughs> Yeah, they flexible. can still move. Yep. Um, and then he would also suck on his hand. Mm. like So he would get the suit and suck on the suit, um, which was super cute. But I do remember um, then you start worrying like, oh, when they start to roll over. What, yeah. Then what do I do? I have to have their arms out. And then like I remember so many sleepless nights when they, like especially when both started to roll over throughout mm. the night because they're like, don't let them sleep on their stomach. And yeah. you're like, but that's, they naturally want to do that. Exactly. I reckon <sighs> there's like more babies than not that you talk to other mums and they're all sleeping on their tummies. And yeah. I think that's where, again, it's like if you if you kind of um, surround yourself with like the right support, yes. you get reassurance that it's actually really normal. Um, that on track baby page on Instagram is super good for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's some good sleep pages that you'll find. One of them, um, Lindsay Hockway, Hookway, she's really good, covers stuff like that, how it's like quite normal for them to move. And as long as they're moving over by themselves, yes. it's so normal. Yeah. But yeah, when you're in that newborn phase and you have no idea. Yeah. It's really like, I remember the first time that Elliot did that, like you wake up and you're like, oh my God, how did you get yes, there? Like, I know. Why is yeah. your face down? Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes like they would sleep, like Bo would like sleep with his face. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously like with a lot of their mattresses and that now they're breathable and things mm-hmm. like that. But it is like, you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. I think what I always tried to do, even in those moments when I'd still be like, oh my God, was really try to remind myself that babies aren't born broken and they're not, they're actually so clever and so mm. intuitive. Like smarter than us 100% yes um and they actually well obviously they need caring for a lot of the stuff they do they know what they're doing Mm. you know what I mean like so if they're set up in the right environment like obviously you're not going to put them in something really cushy where they can't actually move so their face is like getting breath and their nose is getting breath but with their if they're on that firm mattress you know point was (laughs) that um that really helped to settle some of my anxieties was just really trusting in that um yeah. One, I couldn't break him if if he was a bit cold. He was going to let me know. Yeah. So going with that for me gave me reassurance. Like rather than overheating him, I was like, I'd rather him wake up and be cold and yes. be crying because he's cold. Yes. Yeah, and and the whole thing of like touching them, like feeling their chest. <clears throat> oh my god! Do you remember like touching? Okay, I'm going to try oh to touch god. their feet. I'm going to try to touch. I remember when he was asleep, <laughs> and I'd try and like put my hand right down his onesie, <laughs> but I'd be so scared to wake him as well. But that's the hard thing. It's middle of winter. I've yeah. got the worst circulation in the world. I'm basically a vampire. Like you touch me sometimes, <laughs> and I am frozen. So like I've got to touch his chest or back and I've got my icy little hands and he's asleep and I'm like, ah! he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh I'm waking God. him up. Like, and my hands are so cold. I'm like, I don't even know if they're a great judge of temperature. Seriously, it's so hard. It it's is. this kind of stuff that you just don't think about before you have your 
baby. No. Like, and look, I still do think about the temperature thing. It drives me oh, nuts sometimes. Like, especially at the moment, it is so freaking humid here. Yeah. Um, and just trying to figure out what to dress Bo in sometimes. And because, like... Mm-hmm. I'm I run hot, so yeah. I'm always like I don't need oh, sheets. Oh, says and the things. vampire. That's... So, the vampire. Yeah, I may feel cold, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm just I don't you know. Yeah. Um. So I don't need sheets and things like that. And Brenton's always like, well, Bo is like he might not be not be like you. He might need a layer more, which they say they, they usually do say do. that. Yeah. So I have been putting him in like a long sleeve onesie, mm. and our room gets pretty warm because we don't have aircon in there. Mm. So I don't know. It's working at the moment, but it's I hard, isn't it? Out. And I think as well, like um. This is where it comes back to again. You've just got to go with like your gut and what you you think your baby is needing because yeah. Elliot has always run. He runs warm. Like he's, yeah. he was a he wasn't a huge baby. He wasn't a small baby either. He had a good amount of fat on him. So like I don't know. I always kind of felt like oh he runs warm, and I still to this day think he does. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the struggle is real like with a, temperature. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. I do. They're, they're, you can get these. I don't know why I never bought one because I was just using because Ergo Pouch come with the the room temperature the guide. room temperature yep. guides and mm-hmm. stuff. And I did find them really helpful with the layering of yes, items, like same. clothing. Like mm-hmm. I still use those. Mm-hmm. Like I refer to those sometimes. Yep. Um, but you can actually get like there's an Advent event. Yeah, I know. One. I was trying to talk about the room, the room temperature. So a star, like looks like a star or something. It's a room temperature yeah. thing. I think I would do. I should get one. I need to invest. Oh, seriously, what are we in now? 19 months in, 20 months in, and we're still talking about it. <laughs> but like, exactly. highly recommend if you are someone about to enter the newborn phase, yeah. get it's yeah the Avent um, yeah. room uh, room thermometer. Yes. Well, even the bath, this brings us to probably segues into this next one I want to talk about. Perfect. The bath temperature as well. The like, first bath. Oh, my God, the first bath. What? When was Elliot's first bath? I think it was i think we waited at like i think six or seven days like we yep. wanted to wait a full week yep and yep. what made you wait that long just um you know the benefits that we'd read about them having yep. the you know what's flora. it called the flora or, yeah the bacteria on them <laughs> yeah to be honest you get your newborn you realize they don't really need bathing like no <laughs> and also it was just one other thing not to worry about so <laughs> and he just smelled good so good time. i was like oh i just yeah. want to change your smell um yep. so yeah but we did and I'll have to post a photo on our Instagram page. Oh, yes. Um, I love seeing this. We should do that. Let's well, do yeah, that. Yeah, let's we do will. that. We um, will. Because Elliot looks like, literally like E.T. Yep. He was so... <laughs> I was going to like that too, but I feel like that. He yeah. was so... His limbs are so long and lean. And we had the... I don't know the brand of it, but it's like a whale-shaped newborn bath. Cute. And he didn't even fit in like the sling. He was that long. We had to hold him and we couldn't even <laughs> rock him back and forward because he was like hitting the ends of it. He was so long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Were Did you he nervous? Like it? Oh, sorry. Go on. Did he like the bath? How Do you remember? He did once he was in, but... Every time we took him out, obviously because it was cold, it was winter, we tried to keep the house as warm as possible, but he was not a fan of getting out. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like it really – it must have been super stimulating for him because yeah. then he was really unsettled. So we um, actually – it took me – again, it's going with your gut, but I kept overthinking it being like um, – you know, it's meant to be this routine and that you do bath and then you do the books and that even when yes, you're yep. a day old, you're thinking yeah. you need to get this routine happening. So um, we did that, but then it wasn't working because he was so agitated after the bath and really unsettled that we ended up changing to doing the baths like in the mid-afternoon yep. when it wasn't as cold and it didn't matter like if he was awake for a bit longer and he yeah. wasn't tired from the day. Like we started doing it, yeah, in the middle of the yeah. day. And, and he tell you, when it. there's shit explosions, you need to do baths throughout oh, the day there's any time of the day sometimes, exactly yeah, sometimes there's three baths a day <laughs> exactly we actually did more showers than baths because yep. he really liked that oh um, did he yeah he See, Bo wasn't a big it. fan of the shower oh really no so how did Bo's first bath go he loved the bath we 
it waited seven days, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially Brenton's like got a bit of a low immune system and he's, you know, has some allergies and things like that, which he would like to try and avoid for Bo. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and so he actually read a lot into it and we spoke about it. Um, and did the same thing. We waited yep. and I could just see our mother, my mother-in-law and my mum just by day six. They're like, can we, and oh my God, the um, umbilical cord too. I must admit that was oh getting stinky. Oh my God. Like, that the was um, gross. Oh, we have, we have we'll go back to that in a minute. <laughs> my mouth, my tongue is literally oh hanging in my, my mouth because Disgust. it's just That did so... start stinking. I must admit we got to the point where it's like, okay. I don't remember the smell of it, but it was the look oh, of it. I just. Yeah. Thought, oh my God. Anyway. Um, yes, but the... I do remember my mum and mother-in-law were a bit like, kept giving hints as in to say like when are you gonna bath this baby obviously because it's very different like mm. they would just get the baby's bath straight away pretty much yeah it was like the baby's born get it you know and mm. there are different things around now like we know yeah. too much i guess but yeah. a bit more to, as well um yeah so yeah we did wait but Bo did love his first bath we just did it on the floor over here we just had one of those big cheap ones and yeah he would just rocked him back and forth and mm. he loved it he didn't like you said obviously he hated getting changed it back then oh my god they um, do. like you said because they just get cold and mm-hmm. but um, once he was in the bath he was we used to give him bath quite a lot when he was unsettled yep. which was a lot yeah um so we spent a lot of time in the bath but he did i uh, wasn't a big fan of the shower mm. um but yeah and i did buy one of the best things i did buy was a, a temperature crocodile for the bath yeah we got um, one of, we had one of those too it was yeah. just so good because you know oh, peace of mind and i know you can yep. stick your elbow in stuff but you know yeah rather the definitely crocodile tell me <laughs> i feel like mums and just women these days are so like you just need to see the number like yeah definitely and it yep. just makes you go okay and you just feel exactly. at ease so definitely recommend those too yeah um how long did elliot's umbilical cord take to drop or going back to the i don't gross? even remember i'm gonna say like with like by the end of that week i feel like by the time he had his first bath maybe no that's not right does it take longer i don't i actually well, don't i think remember. it's what is it six seven days like just it must everyone's been. different but bose was getting gross oh, it was gro- i must admit it was getting really gross uh, and then <laughs> I the love day how drops really... off like, ah! like woohoo we're yeah i know i feel like we're really talking this up though guys i know the umbilical cord but but you forget because it gets in your way as well like i was <sighs> trying so to change paranoid. the nappy trying to put the nappy on oh you God. feel sorry for them you feel like you're gonna hurt yeah it's got i know the and they're like no i can't hurt and like but still then it's like Attached to them still. It's I gross. know, and that's the something joys. that um that I think is important to cover in the newborn phase chat we've been having, and we probably touched on it possibly briefly in the last episode, which was about like the newborn acne. But just how <sighs> your newborn comes out, and they don't look all like they look fresh, but not the cute fresh you see on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> let's be real. They look like a little alien. Yeah, and their skin's all flaky, and they have pimples, and they have this umbilical cord that's swinging there stanking in the wind (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i forgot to talk about like that yeah it was so gross but yeah the day that drops off that's the best thing ever yeah you feel like it's just you've got an actual baby then yeah definitely you're not gonna hurt the tummy and yeah um, i I think we actually took Bo back into the hospital like doctors actually a week or two after his umbilical cord fell out because there was still a bit of blood and stuff around it was still quite red oh really um so we had to take him back in just to check because you've got to look at them or like keep yeah. an eye on them or something and you know yeah um he was all right in the end but we did i remember we went and got it checked out just because we were a bit worried with the yeah. blood i'm like should this be healed up now like i was a bit you yeah, know yeah it is um that's probably a good point to touch on too is like if you have any worries or concerns to just go and go back to the doctor and ask we yeah. actually went through with elliot um so with their skin when it's really flaky um the midwives had told us to try like coconut oil on his skin okay instead of using like a moisturizer or whatever coconut oil olive oil really good so we tried coconut oil and at the time we actually 
didn't get 100% confirmation, but it was really the only thing that made sense. He broke out on um, in a rash on his feet and then it went to his hands and in his like little elbow crease and up his legs. Oh, my God. He was only about maybe five days old and we were back in emergency with him because we he was fine otherwise. Like he was um, eating really well. He was sleeping. He was generally settled, but he had this little rash coming out all over him. So we went back into the hospital. We had four pediatricians come and look at him. Oh my gosh. None of them knew what it was. They're like, it doesn't make any sense to us. Like the way that he's feeding really well, he's really settled. He doesn't have a temperature. It's not blanching. We don't really know what it is. Oh, that would have been scary. It was a little bit because I was positive for group B strep, which I mentioned in my um, birth story episode. So with that, there's like risk of infection for them. So, and it can be after birth too. So we had to keep an eye on him for that, but it wasn't that. But um, yeah, it turns out that it was probably that was the only thing we could really link it to because we'd put that on his skin yeah so we didn't do that again (laughs) (laughs) we went to doing olive oil which was so good for his skin oh yes i know a lot of people who use olive oil a lot of my friends have used olive oil in the cradle cap as well like um oh my god cradle cap did Bo get cradle cap no see elliot only got a tiny bit as well he didn't get very much yeah no he didn't but Bo did get hardcore baby acne (laughs) It's probably from me because like I had really bad acne as a teenager. Oh no! <laughs> it just came out of me. It's actually so normal for them. They yeah, and it's their... funny because I must be if you're having a baby or something, um, or something, or something, a baby. Or something. <laughs> this is really gives an adequate picture of where we're at today. Uh, it is the full moon week, so you know we've got to like take it easy on us. You do. Uh, so if you're having uh, a baby. <laughs> A human baby. I was really tempted to say or something. If you're having a baby, <laughs> uh, a, the photographer, a photographer told me, a friend of mine said, if you're going to get newborn photos, do it in the first week or two because usually it's around week three when the baby acne hits hard. I don't remember when it hit hard for Elliot. I just feel like it just was always there. Oh, my God. Bo oh, looked that... like Benjamin Button like the, when he was born, you know, like the old man. <laughs> he had the worst skin. He looked like a 90-year-old. He was, They oh do. God, they are like Benjamin Button, though. They Absolutely. do. They are born old-looking and they yeah. get younger as they get yeah. older. <laughs> and then the circle of life happens and you get old again. True. But, yeah, the newborn acne um, – yeah, it's just it's a normal though. It's like it's the hormones releasing from mum from them. Yeah. Like it's a lot, but yeah. Wow. It yeah. was a lot. Oh my <laughs> No. You just have to stop and really like take stock every now and then, don't you? Yeah, of everything you've been through. Like Absolutely. It just feels like it's a blur, but then at the same time you think back to it and you're like, Wow. Did you um I know like Cal and I have spoken obviously about the kids and their sleeping um habits. <laughs> Not great. Did you ever consult a sleep consultant? No. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I didn't consult a sleep consultant per se. Um, We saw a lactation consultant who I mentioned, Mm -hmm. Shona, um, on the Gold Coast. And um, she is someone who covers like baby sleep anyway. And I guess in what she does, like it's not her specialty, but it Mm -hmm. kind of is a part of what she does. Um, And in that, regard yes in just we got reassurance for following our own gut and lead and she's really good at like she will adapt to the family she works with so a lot of my close mum friends um or two of them um actually more there's a little group of us I don't know why I said two there's like a little group of four or five (laughs) my whole two friends (laughs) (laughs) well like I obviously went to a different mum's group and met you but there's a group of us that we met through this mum's group and we all approach sleep differently with our children and she's guided us all so she's really good at just assessing the family and the family's needs and reassuring you and giving you advice on what works for your family so with us and with Elliot um 
we really wanted to be able to keep our lifestyle, our active lifestyle style of getting up early and being at the beach um, and, you know, being able to go and do things as we wanted to and not feel mm-hmm. really restricted by the sleep. For us, yep. this, the the way that um, sleep is portrayed on social media generally these days, mm-hmm. it's getting better, but generally um, – it created i felt a lot of pressure like i felt like this intense pressure to make sure that he was sleeping so he wasn't Absolutely. overtired and um and real numbers like everyone had numbers to oh everything God. which is fine because yep. i'm not gonna lie um sleep windows awake windows awake windows <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had a sleep window <laughs> yeah fully um awake windows worked for us a little bit but see this is the exact the exact thing they do work for some yeah because some children fall into that you know, yeah but i was work. also flexible with them i wasn't like yeah. 45 minutes mate you were going to bed i was you know yeah. you could tell tired signs but i must admit once i started kind of focusing a bit more on his awake windows i did improve i think um mm. a little bit so i actually read and I, missy a friend of mine gave me a book um i've probably still got it missy so i'll return that to you when i see you next <laughs> <laughs> it's only been uh, over a year uh it's called precious little sleep and I, I, look, I don't know who it's by, but we will put it in the show notes um, because it was a good like book. I didn't do a lot, a lot of reading. I did do a lot of research on like sleep, uh, you know, techniques, things like that. Yeah. I didn't want to go to a sleep school, to be honest. Um, and you've got to be careful. Like I know it, must, it will work for some people, but not for others. Um, and it has worked for people. I know it does. And I don't think every – like. Elliot and Bro, like you know, they're different kind of sleepers. Yeah, it's not totally. gonna work. Every technique's not I I'm not into the technique that you've got to put fifteen blankets on a kid to get them to sleep because no. that to me is like, well, well that's a And bit again, weird. this just comes down to like you trusting what works for you and also yeah. what we like it seems to be a core value that keeps coming up in everything that we talk about from this podcast point of view is that mm. there is no right or wrong and that when it comes to sleep particularly it's what works with the family like Absolutely. some families and people and mothers and fathers don't cope with not sleeping exactly. and to be good parents they need their sleep so then therefore yeah. they've got to find a way for their kids to sleep and yeah. it's, this is where we can't like you can't judge anyone from outside of their family um no. but i'm like you i definitely i couldn't bring myself to do anything like i i just in my heart i have to respond like i can't it's like deep in my soul yeah yeah (laughs) probably from who knows childhood trauma i don't know (laughs) i just can't not respond like i'm not even good at letting him cry for a little bit yeah so you know and that's not again not right or wrong but for me i just went with that but um we followed loosely something called possum's approach so i didn't do the course but i would read their blog um, that That's they have the thing, on their isn't website. It the great thing is there's so much information oh. out there. If you want to take bits from this and that, yes, you can, like yes. you did. So yep. if you, you went on their website, yeah, we went. On, I, I went onto their website and yeah, I just read about it. And they they come from a very um, baby centered approach, very naturally focused, I guess, in the terms of like kids will take sleep when they need it. Um, yep. You can provide the opportunity, as in like whether it be in the car, the pram. Um, at home on a blanket or in their cot or whatever. Yeah. If they're tired, tired, they will take the sleep you offer. If they don't, you move on with your day. And for me, that was exactly what I needed because I had really got caught up with um, being worried about Elliot being overtired. And anytime he got upset, I was like, oh my God, he's overtired. But actually (laughs) when you're so focused on that, and I think as a generation of parents, we've kind of 
become too overly focused on children being tired. Oh my god, I think it's all sleep, like yeah, everything. And yeah. squawk a kid makes, um, it's like straight away, oh they're tired. Yeah, and yeah, look, Definitely. they might be, but how many times <laughs> tired or teething. tired or teething? <laughs> but like, how many times do we yawn in the day? I know, obviously, we're adults, but at the same time, like. We yawn through the day. It doesn't mean we necessarily need a nap. And it's mm. just, and that was something that Shona brought to my attention and it did help me because I just – she taught me, I guess, with – it was a combination of possum's approach mm-hmm. followed loosely and then with her just saying to me, just ask yourself the question, what next? So you offer the sleep. Mm-hmm. If it's not taken, what next? So do they need a nappy change? Do they need a feed? Do they need some time outside? Do they yeah. need to go in the carrier so you can potter around the kitchen or you can – do some washing or do they need to go and be with somebody else like whether it be dad or someone who's over to have some simulation to be (laughs) any break from (laughs) mum exactly like what like just what next like it's not all about sleep whereas i feel like there is this big um that newborn phase is about sleep and setting foundations for sleep and i yeah that essentially is um what really stressed me out in the first couple of weeks of the newborn phase but Mm -hmm. It got easier. It wasn't easy though. Like, and sleep to this day still isn't easy at oh, times, you know? Not. Yeah. Um, but you get better at accepting what is. Yeah, <laughs> dealing yeah, absolutely. You and do. finding ways to work and adapt. Yeah. But yeah. And Bo's definitely one of those kids, like you were saying, about being outdoors. Oh, yeah. Like getting him outdoors. And so I know we speak about it all the time, but yep. helps him sleep. Yeah. Like, I find if we've been in the house, say it's a shocking day, we've been in the house or indoors all day. Yeah. And then I'll put him down for his nap. He very rarely will do his big nap. Like, Whereas yep. now I've gotten to quite a good point where he will sleep two hours most days He's on mm-hmm. one nap now. Yep. And nine times out of ten, he will have his two hours sleep. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, they will sleep eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the time, they will, they're just more calm when we're calm. So in that newborn phase, it's Absolutely. do the things that are going to give you reassurance to calm you, though. If it's if you're scrolling social media, trying to find the answers to why your newborn's mm. not sleeping and is catnapping and and you're just feeling more anxious, like maybe take a step back for a second mm. and, you know, chat chat with somebody else or, um, you know, actually commit and go and see somebody that resonates with you, uh, whether it be a lactation consultant or a sleep consultant or whatever. Yeah. Because um, it can just be super overwhelming. Oh, for sure. Time. And we never did like the cry to sleep um, with Bo, but... I mean, you you get to a point, I suppose not in the newborn as much, when you start to know their cries a little bit too. Oh, for sure. Um, and so Bo would get to a point where he was like, Meh, like having a little, we'll talk more like a whinge. Yeah. Um, and so I would leave him for a minute or two and then I would go in and settle him. Yeah. And look, that never worked. He's a great self-settler now. I yeah. will say that. There is hope for people. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. And that's because like, he didn't know, like, I didn't know what he was doing. We didn't know no, what he was doing. No, and newborns, like, mostly, it depends. Again, every child's different. Mostly, it in that newborn phase, and that's what we're talking about, is they need closeness. Mm. Like, they've come from being in the womb. They need that, that on the outside world. It's all new to them. The closeness is generally what calms them, what regulates them. Yeah. Um, and it's just really normal. I was chatting with a, um, a couple at the cafe we go to regularly here, and they had a three-week-old baby and they were, they'd actually said that they'd just spoken to a sleep consultant and it made oh, them okay. more worried and anxious because they oh. were like, oh. But see, that to me seems really quick to speak to a like, but I think sleep it is, consultant. But I feel like, don't I remember before Being I had... Pushed. Well, no, but I remember before Elliot was born, I was scrolling on social media and I was making notes in my phone for newborn sleep and like what oh. it should look like and like... So I feel like there are mums out there who are trying to prepare. Oh, definitely. And yeah. then they come and you're like, oh my God, they don't fit these norms and we're tired. Mm. Like you're just so like week two 
week three, you get mostly like you're just I remember I was just exhausted. Yeah. So you you're learning to adapt to having a newborn but a lot of the time what we're missing is actually adapting ourselves and we're trying to adapt the newborn yes and this couple um that i was mentioning they reached out because that's what they thought they needed to do um but then they felt more you know anxious and worried about the sleep and and wondering why is my baby exactly and i just happened to mention that elliot was the same because generally newborns are they all tend to sleep the same there are unicorn newborns oh there is yeah they do exist yeah they do they do um (laughs) but i actually just mentioned to this mum um that i had a carrier that worked and i will say it's the ergo embrace so Mm -hmm. if you like wrap carriers um but you don't like having to tie them the ergo embrace is really great because (laughs) it what do talk about the ergo embrace you like you should write down a good carrier if you can yeah the ergo embrace was really good because it's um stretchy like it's a nice soft material like a wrap carry but it clips so you don't have to go through the craziness of it um and i offered it to her and she literally sent me a photo within 24 hours and was like oh my god he's asleep and i feel really calm today because they weren't trying to one second what is it with me <laughs> in every episode needing to burp something <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah within 24 hours like he she was more calm like mum's more calm she even got to go for a walk because dad had him in the carrier and was settled on them like it's just just trying to um remember that like some of your primitive instincts you know in that stage where you think i just would need to hold them is like mm. that's okay and, and you know what i like i wish i'd like I guess because i'm not around as much i know my sister used one a little bit but um, that's why kind of where I get all my ideas from. I didn't use the carrier that much when he was a baby, newborn. And uh, I wish, looking back now, that yep. I had of. Yep. Um, and yep. in saying that, I bought one because I'm like, I'm going to use that. I'm going to carry my baby everywhere. I bought one and on the pack, it looked so easy. It looked mm. like you just wrapped it Do you mean the wrap one? Yeah, I yeah. bought a wrap one. Yeah. I opened the box and I like was unwinding this thing. It went for like eight kilometers <laughs> and it was just like one piece of material. I could have gone to spotlight and just bought a piece of Jersey material. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what it is. And then like the instructions look nothing like trying, I'm trying to wrap it around. I'm like, Brenton, this is not where we're going to practice with a Teddy because yeah. I'm not putting the baby in here. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Brenton's trying to work. It wasn't working. I YouTubed it. I did everything. I think that thing is still sitting in there. I've never used it before ever. Um, I ended up buying an Art of Pop one spending, you know, ridiculous amounts of money, which I loved. But he hated it because I didn't use it until he was older. Yeah. um, And he wasn't used to it. Yeah. And I think um, you're right. Like with the wrap carrier, so that one you're talking about, I had the Chico baby one. Yeah. And it was great, actually. Like when I figured out how to tie it, it was actually great. You must be a genius. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a magician. Um, But it was really great. But what I found hard with that is like if he, I'd finally get it on and then I'd put him in and next minute he wanted to feed. And then I'd have to take it off. And I just thought it just wasn't that practical. Okay. Um, when he was a little bit in the newborn phase still, but like probably from like five, six weeks, I probably started using it more because yeah. he would be, there'd be longer between feeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ergo Embrace was really good because I had the Ergo 360, which is the bigger version. And he was, you can put a newborn in that, but he was so tiny yeah. and it wasn't practical because like it didn't support my back and I couldn't walk around the house. I just didn't feel comfortable. But the Ergo Embrace, I lived with that carrier on and yeah. it is actually what helped me get through the newborn phase in oh. terms of being able to do something so yes yeah. definitely highly recommend finding a carrier so that works for you you're like <laughs> just i didn't do it i'm crying. not saying when i say so i could do things i'm literally talking about just being able to get yeah, up the off the couch or just have some oh i did lots of 
wheeze and poos with Elliot in the oh, carrier. Yeah. I, I still do wheeze and poos with Bo in front of me. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? There is no privacy in this. Well, I thought with the carrier, because Brent and I love like to go hiking. Not extreme hiking, but we like to go to Mount Tambourine and do hikes and things like that. And I'm like, oh, well, we'll get a carrier because then we can do hikes and like it'd be yeah. so lovely. Uh, how old's Bo? 19 months. We still haven't got to Mount Tambourine. I think we've gone <laughs> once and we never did a hike. We just took, and he had a, was having a shock that day. Like, so. Isn't it funny? Like, all the things you dream up before they're here and then it they're is here quite funny. Oh my God. <laughs> expectations. That's we were probably one. All, Sorry, every, weekend, every weekend in Mount Tambourine. And then, yeah, expectations. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably one thing is like, if you can drop all expectations going into the newborn phase. If I could go back, that's what I would say. If I could go yeah. back, I would, and this is just life in general, but I yeah. would go to just dropping all expectations, taking it one day at a time. And look, it is hard because we, oh my we God, talk yeah. about it all the time because of society, like going, Bleh, yeah. like people in the ear, like, like yourself in your ear. Yeah. Your it's yep. just, it is hard. But yeah, that is definitely something. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I think I, if I had a second, that's when I the carrier would I know a lot of my friends who have had seconds. That's where the carrier comes in handy because well, you have to. You physically don't have enough hands. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. That's probably something I'm going to have to invest in. <gasps> no! <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm going to cry. So, yay! I, did you know this last week? Kayla is freaking out. So, did you know this last week? Yeah. Okay, wait, we need to say what happened. Okay, so um, oh I've just showed Kayla a picture. I am having a baby. Oh my god! Baby number two is on the way. Um, I'm so and I wanted to mention in this episode, obviously being the newborn episode, I'm going to have to go and relive that. Which after speaking about it, I'm a bit scared. I literally just died on the spot. So that, I'm so the excited story for you. Is I've been trying to tell Kayla for a few weeks. Like <gasps> I the, knew that you were pregnant last time I saw you. I know, and I must. I don't like. like I'm not a good liar. Well, I, I knew maybe it. I'm, but Kayla, like I, you know, I tell Kayla everything. And she was. We went to the beach like the last week or the week before. I knew it. And she was asking me about it, and I was getting real weird because I didn't want to lie to her because I felt bad, but I also <laughs> wanted to do it. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could tell her on air? But then, as it turned out, the universe had other plans, and we kept like missing, missing recordings other. and missing. Well, each yeah, other. when I say when I say last week, it actually wasn't last week that we were like recording. When the last time we recorded was yeah, probably two weeks ago. Two, probably two weeks ago, uh, and then we did catch up to go to the beach in yeah. between. That and like Kayla was asking me all about it because like, it took me a long time. Like it took me yeah. nine months to get here. Yeah. Um. And so Kayla's That's like, "How's nice. it all going?" And she's like, "You know, I need to like check your what did you what did you say with your terminology, oh, your basal um, like because yeah, Kayla's so like, this I'm is like her, Tara, you know. what, what's going on? Like, how's your period? Like, how's your cycle going? Do you know if you're ovulating? Like, I'm going right into like, let's get to the nitty gritty now, Tara. Like, I've given you some space, but I'm gonna like, let's do this. Like, this is my job. We're gonna get yes. this done for you." Like I'm not Being in the bedroom a very good with you, friend. but I'm going to get you ready for the bedroom. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm like going to Tara, like, you know, just have you been tracking your base water temperature? She's like, yep. I'm like, cool. Bring him to me. I'm going to oh chat him all for you. She's questioning me. Like she was asking me. She's you like, did do so this. well. You do that. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope she doesn't look at my face. I hope she doesn't see. I had sunglasses on. Thank God. I had like, like a little, I think I had a little kind of feeling because the, the last time I, we were here recording, um, I was so sure you, I just had a feeling that day, but I didn't want to ask you. And I think this is you probably... got me a decaf coffee. Yes. I don't know if that would have triggered you because no, I, I didn't only because yeah. you've done that before. Yeah. It was more, there was just something that day. I don't know. I thought, I think you were talking about somebody else that, you know, that was pregnant. Oh I my, like yes, I was. Tell me. And I nearly, cause my sister's pregnant. Okay. And I thought you were going to tell me you I were was. that day. Yeah. I, I know you were. Cause I, I know you were. I but just I, had a feeling. It wasn't meant to that. Cause I wanted to do it. We weren't recording. Yeah, no. And, um, I remember I, 
keep going to say I've said a million things that I was going to say to you that yeah. I'm like Tara change the story and I did I was like <laughs> and so um and then I just yeah. made a story up about my sister and it was like Kayla's gonna think I'm an idiot <laughs> I knew that that was about you like that it was more so about you that's funny. so funny oh my god this is the best news ever I my know. day is made I'm very well, I was... it's still early day in saying that it's like I'm ten and a half weeks okay that was gonna be my next question so yes. tick but obviously by the time this is out it'll be not that look I um when I first got pregnant I was so excited and I, I am still excited. Mm. Um, and I remember Brenton being a bit like, okay, let's just like, you know, not to get too excited, not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I know you don't want to tell people too early. Like there's this whole stigma about not telling people until you're 12, 13 weeks. And that's Which fine. I'm just going to interject and say, I did the opposite. We told close friends, well, family and then very close friends yep. very early on because as you know, anything can happen and, and it's nice to be supported. So Absolutely. And that's yeah. why now because yep. after i had my miscarriage yeah and then i was pregnant with before Bo, Bo, you mean yeah yeah um i didn't tell anyone till so with Bo, i didn't tell anyone till 13 weeks yeah not wow. a soul didn't tell yep. my mom didn't tell my dad yeah. didn't tell my sister who were super close yeah and i regret that yeah um because if something had have happened i would have told them yeah for sure and so i feel like this time that's i said to brenton like i haven't told the whole world i've told yeah. close friends and yep. family um but I also said I'm going to be excited because I'm not going to pretend I'm not excited mm-hmm. because it's not going to make it any easier if no. something were to happen. Touch exactly. wood. I'm yep. thinking very positive vibes. Like, yep. you know, I feel like this baby's meant to be. Yep. Um, but also it's not going to change the outcome. No. And how I feel. For like sure. I'm not going to, if I push down my excitement. Yeah, no, you've got to embrace it. You've got to be in the moment. And Brent was like, Accept look, it. fair enough, I understand that. Well, and that's like, good. You know, and I do, like there's a few people who are like, okay, we're just, you know, I think they get nervous about me telling them so early um, oh, wow. because it is this whole thing. It's like, especially back in the day, it's a bit of an old fashioned idea, I think, yeah. to keep it that long. Yeah, definitely. And it's each their own, like, absolutely. But, yep. you know, I, I'm happy to talk about it. And yeah. I'm like, yes, I know it's early, but um, we've had the dating scan. So I've what got... is the due date? Well, are you going to do a due September. <gasps> yeah. So it'll be sept- like mid to late September. Ooh. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very so excited. excited. So I, I was in Melbourne. Was I in Melbourne or did I just get back up here? Maybe I just got back up here. I can't even remember now. It's like all a blur. This is early January, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was craving salami sandwiches. Wow. And I'm talking like every day I wanted a salami cheese sandwich. And I'm like, oh, this sandwich is so good. (laughs) And I'm like, this is weird. Like, why am I craving? And I, before I was even juiced my period, I was like, something's going on here. And I was booked in January to see a specialist because I was taking yep. so long to fall pregnant. Yeah. I was booked in to see a specialist and have a scan um, just to check everything was okay. Yeah. And of course, like as the universe, as Kayla, and can I just say, Kayla said to me, we were like full on on schedule doing, you know, every day to the end. I was just like, I'm exhausted. And I think I spoke to you about it before Christmas and I was just like, I'm just so exhausted. I can't. And you're like, you know what? You just need to stop thinking about it. Just go with the flow um, and things will happen kind of thing. I'm like, oh yeah, Kayla. Okay. Well, it wasn't um, even really to stop thinking about it because it's actually impossible to stop thinking about it. Exa- yeah. Trying. Which we did discuss. Yeah. yeah. But more so around like just accepting. And I think this is something that, I do in my work so it just comes out naturally in my conversation with you is like when you're on that pregnancy journey giving yourself say like okay we're going to try naturally for x amount of time and then if it's not by that point then we're going to look into something yeah some kind of support and that I think that takes the pressure off and I think that's where you were kind of out of like yeah we're going to let go a little bit yeah in terms of like we're just going to see what happens but knowing you've got other options that takes the pressure off a little bit and I do remember Brenton even being like he's so used to my schedule yeah. Um, he's like, okay. And I'm like, no, no, not this month. Just not in, not into it. And it might have been like twice yep. out of the, you know, yep. every other month was every day. Yeah. This was twice. 
And, then, and this is why I always try to get Tara on track with her basal body temperature yes. tracking so we could know her fertile window so she didn't have to feel like she had to be a rabbit every day. Yes, I know. Because we're actually only fertile for five to seven days of the month. So, yeah. And then anyway, my doctor said sometimes it's actually better to do it every second day because yeah, see, of there's all, reason. We, we'll do a whole yeah. episode on this. But congratulations, Tara. I'm Thank so you. excited for you I'm and so I can't wait. To I'm sorry, I hijacked the end of the newborn episode. <laughs> no, it's perfectly timing because next episode we're going to go all diving right back into our pregnancies so yes yes yay we can talk oh, about I get to relive that <laughs> yep we can relive the pregnancy and we can talk about how this talk pregnancy is going one. absolutely cool yay let's talk next week thanks for listening bye, bye. bye.